eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day every day with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on in WIP Daily. Joe Giglio with you. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following the podcast here. Of course, our video feed over at the 94 WIP YouTube page. Check it out there. WIP Daily's there. The Clap Your Hands podcast with Elliot and Jack. High hopes with uh, Jack and, of course, James Seltzer. And the Go Birds podcast with James Seltzer and Elliot Shore Parks. Check them all out there. We put up our podcast often on our YouTube page. A lot to get into as we get ready for week eight in the NFL, and really beyond that, this Commanders game, big one for the Eagles. They're all big games. They try to be a number one seed and have the bye again, uh, and every game matters. But big picture, coming up on Tuesday is the NFL trade deadline. We know they traded for Kevin Byard already. Did a podcast earlier this week on that trade. I love the trade. Thought it was brilliant by Howie Roseman. A-plus move. Now, rumors out there, Diana Rossini of The Athletic said the Eagles are not done. Thomas Dimitrov, former GM, said he was on the phone with Howie yesterday. They're not done. So where are they going to go? What are they going to go, go, go get? Look, there's a lot of different areas they could continue to improve this football team. Depth at linebacker, depth on the offensive line, a slot corner, all those things. Certainly viable options for the Eagles before the trade deadline on Tuesday. But there's an under-the-radar sneaky area of need for the Eagles here that I'm noticing week in, week out over the last month is not providing impact like the Eagles needed to. And that is running back. And this is not an immediate glaring need, but it could become one sooner than later. It reminds me of 2017 when the Eagles went out and addressed the running back room, which was not bad. The Eagles were running the football quite well as a whole, but you could see there was probably a need for one more guy to help out that group of LeGarrette Blount and Corey Clement. And Howie Roseman that year went and got Jay Ajayi from the Miami Dolphins, and it turned out to be an outstanding acquisition and a big part of the reason why the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Now his performance you know, in the postseason, I, I particularly remember a, a, a run he had against Atlanta with a great bike by Stefan Wisniewski on the outside, and you know he, he helped them win that, win that playoff game and certainly helped them win 
all the playoff games, but his presence, his addition really helped keep everyone fresh down the stretch of the season, including LeGarrette Blunt, who ran well early and then had a little lull and then ran well again late. And I look at this team right now and I think about DeAndre Swift and I think about what he did and how exciting people, excited people were at the beginning of the season. Look, he didn't do anything the first week. They barely gained the football. Then the second week, 28 carries against Minnesota for 175 yards. He backed that up the next week with 16 carries for 130 yards. Okay, so it looked like the Eagles had found an absolute steal, the next star at the running back position here in Philadelphia. But DeAndre Swift, since that game against Tampa Bay in week three, has really and totally and significantly slowed down here. As you dive into the numbers, his last four games, he has 56 carries for a total of 206 yards, 3.6 yards per carry. Last week, he had 15 for 62, but that was really buoyed at the end by a really long run late in the fourth quarter. Otherwise, it would have been another game where he was just at or below four yards per carry. It's been four straight weeks now where it's been just just okay. And behind this offensive line, it should be way more than okay. Kenny Gainwell has not run the football particularly well this season. And Boston Scott, you know, we know how they use it. Very limited duty. He could spot start if there's an injury. But I don't think they want this run game to revolve around Boston Scott in any way, shape, or form. Unless, of course, the Eagles are playing the New York Giants late in the season. Then, you know, he's good for those anytime touchdowns. But you look at the Eagles rushing. Uh, well, let's do a couple things. Let's unpack what they've done so far compare it to other years, and then kind of compositely look at why I think they do need a running back by the time we get through this trade deadline coming up next week. So compositely, yards per carry as a team. In Sirianni's first year here in 2021, and we'll just use the Sirianni era to give a, a little you know, compare. So in 2021, Sirianni's Eagles averaged 4.9 yards per carry. Last year, they averaged 4.6 yards per carry. This year, they are averaging 4.3 yards per carry. Per carry. It's a pretty big decline in two years where they're just not as explosive in the running game and they're not just churning out as you know good of runs over and over. Now, a part of that, and I, I will I will say a part of it, is the tush push are carries and the Eagles are, you know, a, a decent chunk of the run game on certain weeks, you know, three, four, five plays are just sneaks or just the one or two yard pushes. So that's going to naturally bring down your average because those plays cannot be explosive plays. You know, a regular run play could maybe go for four or five or it could go for 80. I mean, it could, it just, you could. The, the, the tush pushes are designed to simply get over the line, whether it be a touchdown on the goal line or a first in any part of the field. So I, I acknowledge the last couple of years that has probably played a role here, but still it just from last year to this year, tush push was a big part of things last year. It's a big part of things this year. It's down. It's from 4.6 to 4.3, even if we want to kind of take out a little bit of 2021 where they didn't do the tush push quite as much, if at all, in that season. So that, that's part of it. But this run game and the average is on decline. DeAndre Swift as a player, because right now he's the Eagles lead back. He's not really used to a significant workload. And I do wonder, after getting 44 carries over two games in Week 2 and Week 3, if he's just slowing down here because his body and his profile is just not this player. You know, DeAndre Swift last year, last year in totality as a member of the Detroit Lions, had 99 carries. He's exceeded that already. He has 101 carries this year in seven games. He had 99 carries last year in 14 games. He's 
His previous high for in any season in the NFL for rushes, it was 151. That was his second year in the NFL. He is approaching that as we get to the midway point of the season. You know, if the Eagles give him the attempts per game that they've given him so far, he will reach his high. He will surpass his career high in rushing attempts in a season by week 10. You know, but by the time we get before Thanksgiving. So what is his body going to look like? What is his explosiveness going to look like when we get to December and more importantly, January and possibly February? This reminds me a different kind of player, different kind of stage of their career, but a little bit of what was going on in 2017, LeGarrette Blunt. He was getting a lot of carries. It was he going to wear down. They wanted to keep him fresh. They got another back. Now, you may say, well, Joe, the Eagles have four backs. Why, why do they have to do this? Okay, well, Kenny Gainwell hasn't run particularly well this season, so that makes him a little bit less viable as an option. Boston Scott, against, again, a change of pace. I go back to Rashad Penny. I don't understand why they won't activate this guy. I don't understand why he can't play. I don't understand why he can't be part of this thing. It strikes me as bizarre. I was excited about the Penny signing. I think a lot of people were, considering what he had done in Seattle, if he's healthy, with behind this offensive line. So it's weird, but... All I could do is go off of what the Eagles are clearly telling us by their actions, which is they don't believe he's a very good back right now. Otherwise, he'd be part of this and getting carries. So I have to put him to the side until I see them activate him, put him in the game, and we watch him run. So the way I view it right now is they have three backs that they trust. Between DeAndre Swift, again, workload is significant compared to his career so far. Boston Scott, I think we know by now what he is. And Kenny Gainwell, who has taken a step back this year in his running ability. All that laid out. They need another running back in here. And I think the other part of this that may may be under the surface is they're being propped up in their total rushing output recently by Jalen Hurts. Over the last four games, the Eagles, here's their year, their week-by-week rushing output, okay? 24 for 104, and that was for 3.9 yards a carry, okay? Then you go to 39 for 159. So the last four games, Washington... Los Angeles, the Jets, and then last week gets Miami, right? So let's just go through those four games. Washington, 27 for 104 as a, as a team, 3.9 yards per carry, okay? The next week against the, Was- the uh, Los Angeles Rams, 39 rushes as a team for 159 yards, 4.1 yards per carry. The next week against the Jets, 22 for 80, 3.6 yards per carry. And then last week, the Miami game, 34 for 99 2.9 yards per carry. Now, that doesn't, any of that seem particularly great anyway. But it's even more stark when you take out Jalen Hurts' rushing, which at times has been explosive, at times not as explosive. And now we know he's dealing with some knee issue, which maybe will curtail how much he runs over the next three, four, five weeks. I mean, I don't know, but it certainly could. When you take out Jalen Hurts' rushing, over the last month of the season. Right? So just remove Hurts, and we're just looking at the rushes by running backs. I don't think they've had any receiver runs, you know, a Quez thing here or there, Devontae, but maybe there's one or two there, but I think there's none. Over the last four weeks, over the last month of the season, the Eagles have run with running backs, 79 carries for 270 yards. That That is 3.4 yards per carry. I'm going to look up right now, NFL yards per rush. Okay, just to see where that is across the NFL. Okay, so that 3.4 would rank if you just if you compare to the rest of the season, right? Only four teams in the NFL have less yards per carry as a team this year: Pittsburgh, Tampa Bay, Houston, and Las Vegas. That's it. 
So that 3.4 is a pretty pitiful number. That's been Eagles running backs over the past month. They're just not getting the job done. And I know Cam Jurgens went out and Lane Johnson went out for, you know, most of that Jets game. So that's part of all this. They've had some injuries up front. If they were fully healthy up front, probably a little bit better. But I do think there's a need here to bring in a running back by the end of the trade deadline. It doesn't have to be a star. They could get someone else's third or fourth back and add it to the rotation. Or it could be a star. I mean, Derrick Henry seemingly is readily available as the Titans are waving the white flag. Kevin Bayard out. They're starting Will Levis this weekend. It feels like a soft tank in Tennessee as they're going to move forward and move on and try to turn this thing over. They look like they're, they have the for sale sign up for whoever. And I would think Derrick Henry, especially they drafted a kid named Tajay Spears, who looks very explosive, has taken some carries from Derrick Henry. I would imagine if they could get something for Henry, who's a free agent after the year anyway, this is, this is probably the end for him in Tennessee, that they would do it. And they would just try to get him off the books and get a draft pick back. And we know the Eagles and Titans, Howie Rose has made a lot of trades, a lot of you know, he's done a lot of stuff with the Titans the last couple of years. Now it's a new front office. The guy he traded with um, that gave the Eagles A.J. Brown, which was ridiculous by them, he was fired. But now the new GM in, in place there just made a trade with Howie last week. And, you know, I'm sure they had dialogue about needs and about, you know, what the Titans want back, what they're looking for. And it ended up being a couple late ride draft picks and uh, Terrell Edmonds for Kevin Bayard. Would they make another trade? They certainly could. Remember a couple years ago in, in baseball at the trade deadline, the Phillies made two separate deals with the Los Angeles Angels. And you could say, you know, maybe that was really one big deal, but they, it was literally two separate deals. The Eagles absolutely could go back to the well with the Tennessee Titans if Derrick Henry is available, which I would believe he is, and land that kind of player. Saquon Barkley's name has been out there. I'm sure there's other backs. I mean, Alexander Madison has had a weird year in, in Minnesota where it felt like they were to give him the reins after they got rid of Dalvin Cook, and then it's not working out. He hasn't run that well. Maybe he's available. Dalvin Cook himself, unhappy with the Jets. Maybe he's available. I mean, there's names out there. It's it's the NFL, and, and the Jay Ajayi thing sticks in my head so much because it kind of caught us off guard, but then it was such an impactful move down the stretch of that season to keep everyone fresh, to make that running game better. He was rejuvenated when he came here. Sometimes you could get it back, and you might look at the numbers on the surface and say, eh, you know, is that guy really going to help? But then you put him here behind this offensive line and they are rejuvenated. I bet we could find four or five or six backs across the NFL that fit that bill. And perhaps because of the weirdness of the penny thing, it could end up like a Terrell Edmonds thing where he's part of the deal. Maybe a team says, all right, we'll give you this back. We still need, we do need a body back there for the rest of the season. Why don't you give us this guy? And then it turns into, you know, them giving Rashad Penny back. These are all complete and total possibilities here. Look, if the Eagles go out and get a Kenny Moore to play the slot, I, I will not be upset because he's a really good corner and you could always use good cover guys, especially when you're going up against Mahomes and Allen and Purdy and Dak and Geno down the stretch of the season. If they go out and get some help at a coverage linebacker spot, I won't be upset. You could use that. You're going up against Kittle and Kelsey down the stretch. If they go out and get offensive line depth, I won't be upset because I think Jack Driscoll's a problem. When he filled in for Lane Johnson, he was horrendous. And I think Opet has just been okay at the right guard position. They could use more depth at offensive line. This was one of my worries in the offseason. But if we're looking for a, a player at a position that you kind of check the boxes, all right, they got a safety. They, they have fixed the secondary to a large extent with the Roby signing and the trade for Bayard. If you look at Julio Jones, you could feel like, all right, they have enough depth now at wide receiver. But if there's one spot that does feel like we're going in the wrong direction here, it is running back. It is easily available. As Howard Eskin always says, you could shake a tree. And you could find a running back. It feels like running back becomes 
Something to keep an eye on before the trade deadline. Now, look, if they go out there on Sunday and they run for 200 on Washington and Swift runs for 5.8 a carry, then maybe we reevaluate this next week and we I don't feel the same way. But as of today, as we get ready for week eight in the NFL, the Eagles running back situation is not as strong as it looked when the season began, even though DeAndre Swift has been a very nice player for them. He's slowing down. He His, his workload is at a level it's never really been for him. Gainwell has not run the football particularly well. They're being propped up by Jalen Hurts' rushing yards, and who knows with those, they may go away to a large extent over the next, let's say, two to four weeks because of whatever he's dealing with with his knee. Keep an eye on running back. I think Howie Roseman could attack that area before the NFL trade deadline on Tuesday. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following WIP Daily. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great weekend. NFL Picks Pod coming your way on Saturday. Thank you for listening. We'll talk soon on WIP Daily.